Welcome to the Lion's Roar Dharma Center podcast from Dona Darge Temple. This public talk by Lama Yeshe Jinpa was recorded during a regularly scheduled Sunday morning service. It's nice to see new people and uh, old friends. <coughs> uh, this next weekend, uh, many of us are going on a uh, short uh, retreat at Lotus View Ranch in Pilot Hill. So, uh, uh, it, it may be smaller here uh, next Sunday. Uh, Susan's giving a very important talk, however, so all the newcomers should invite your friends, so you should come, right? <clears throat> so, uh, uh, we need to, Peter, you and I need to exchange uh, prayers. So you bring, we, you take this one, I'll take that one. That's the old one. What, what's the difference between the old and the new one? Well, yeah, there's a couple of prayers missing. I the name on the back. The number of prayers. This is Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's okay. You can sit down. Yeah. So, um, uh, Dharma goes through various, you know, translations. Uh, and uh, when people were first translating uh, the prayers, um, it was probably men translating the prayers. <laughs> <So, laughs> taking the Tibetan and the Sanskrit, you know. Uh, so in our new prayer book, when we're doing the praise of Shakyamuni, we say humans, which is actually more accurate. Okay? <clears throat> uh, so we should do that. Um, <clears throat> to be totally PC, maybe we have to say like they, too. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Dharma is a, um, Buddha Dharma is an evolving awakening. It's not static. So uh, we, we have to um, retranslate uh, the text from time to time and examine is it the skillful way to communicate or do we have to uh, you know, make things uh, up to date? We do. So uh, cultish organizations just keep the same thing, right? So, um, we, we get to, in the spirit of awakening, we get to um, make the teachings uh, always fresh, right? Like that. Um, you know, still within uh, compassion and awakening, but we, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe 25 years from now it'll be like, you know, humans and all aliens. I don't know, you know. <laughs> so that's more accurate. Um, it also reflects the fact that now uh, in the world, um, but particularly America and Australia, Europe, and even in Asia, um, there are qualified uh, female teachers or masters, really, right? <clears throat> and uh, here, just at uh, Dona Dargi at the temple, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, wonderful people 
giving talks, you know. Uh, people are very familiar with Susan and, and Patty and, and Alan, you know, and Marie <coughs> and Elizabeth and, uh, you know, the, and Charlotte. Well, I was saying women. Oh. But, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it's right. so, she was trying to be really inclusive. It's okay. You, you know, we're all, we're all, you know, we're all everything, right? You know, so, like that. Gender fluid. Yeah, we're gender fluid, yeah. Yes. So. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, we have a, you know, strong, you know, representation uh, on the board also, obviously. <clears throat> so that's really important. You say men, women, humans, and, and they. So, <clears throat> I don't know, you know, it's, Dharma's inclusive, right? It's really important. So today I want to talk about uh, vision, um, which is the overall view of what we're doing. So I, I always think of vision before going on retreat. <clears throat> uh, we've had uh, incredible uh, teachers uh, come just in the last few months, right? Kang Shirimshe, then Geshe Sewang. So uh, people have gotten in- incredible uh, boosts of energy, haven't you? Lots of inspiration. And maybe, maybe we'll have uh, somebody come this summer. <coughs> I'm going to invite Kenshin Rinpoche again, who has done Vajrasattva and Medicine Buddha for us. And of course, we've invited our Rambo Tipton children um, the abbess of uh, Sarvasti Abbey in Washington. Um, we, we, Holly, Holly's not here today, but presented her in person with a very elaborate uh, invitation um, signed by everyone and with talking about us. And then Venerable Tipton said, oh, this is the way to do it. <laughs> This is my idea, I know, but I, I know how to do it, you know, so, so I'm, I'm glad that Susan picked it up and Holly and, and uh, Cynthia Charters and, you know, we took it. So uh, I feel quite certain that, um, uh, you know, at some point uh, she'll make a real effort to be here like that. It will happen. <clears throat> uh, so I like... Uh, uh, I just like the fact <laughs> there's a photo. We should put it, is it up still on the bulletin board? Yeah. And afterwards, um, uh, the photo is great. Some see the bulletin board in the library, like Venerable Chipton's kind of going, wow. <laughs> yeah. two projects that I want to bring attention to um, that fit in with the vision. Um, uh, 
Emily Brown's here today uh, and interested, like I am, on uh, doing the program we were doing through Middleway Health Foundation uh, Fitness Recovery. So uh, I'm not going to make her stand up, you know. So <sighs> she could, she could stand up and say hi. This is Emily. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'd like um, to offer this maybe, you know, maybe a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday or something like that, since she's worked out her work schedule, in order that people can, you know, learn proper ways to uh, move their bodies and proper ways to enjoy their bodies and proper ways to uh, stay healthy and proper ways to get strong. Vajrayana or Tantra is about being enlightened or awake here and now in this body. This body, yeah, this one. So that uh, uh, we, we need to, you know, take care of it, right? It's important. <clears throat> I know sometimes we want to transcend it, but uh, that will happen soon enough, so... <laughs> I know when we get injured or accident or toothache or we have a really bad itch or something, you know, you want to transcend it. But um, the uh, first contemplation of the four thoughts that um, bring the mind to Dharma are contemplating uh, the precious opportunity we have of this rebirth. So usually people are saying, I wish I'd be born a cat or a bird in your next life, they seem to be having more fun. Uh, that's possible. But now we have this, yeah. <laughs> it's, right now, it's better that we're human beings, right? <clears throat> so let's enjoy the time. <clears throat> so I, I've also promoted, of course, people doing uh, Tai Chi and uh, martial arts with Robert Nakashima. Um, which I continue, even though uh, I, I describe myself as a, a dedicated dilettante. It's tough training with Robert, isn't it? He's very traditional. Who's trained with Robert? Yeah, so very traditional, right? So um, <clears throat> it's still hard to memorize all the uh, sun style Tai Chi and all the uh, you know, karate things, but I'm trying. But uh, uh, with with Emily, it'd be possible that um, she'll lead us through that, so you, you don't have to necessarily memorize them. But if we do them at home, it'd be good, right? So we're going to get stretchy bands and little little body weights, yeah, just things, yeah. <clears throat> uh, this uh, taking care of ourselves is part of. Uh, the fifth precept that we take uh, as refuge students. Fifth precept is uh, no use of intoxicants. But uh, when the fifth precept is extended into Tantra and Vajrayana, it means seeing our body and all our functions as activities of the Buddha, as being divine. So, uh, the fifth precept is not just like, okay, now I've got to give up this. It's also saying yes to really, really enjoying uh, 
our energy, really, really enjoying our bodies, really uh, letting our bodies be our bodies, <clears throat> letting our senses be Buddhas, right? So that's very important. If we are harming our bodies, we're also harming our mind. You can't say, well, I'm harming my body, but I'm improving my mind. Not in our tradition, maybe in other traditions, but we don't, we don't do this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're one of the few um, uh, Dharma centers in America, maybe Europe and anywhere, that has uh, householder yogis. Mm-hmm. So that means that um, we're doing the full yoga practice and taking the full precepts. Most of the time in Asia and America, uh, when teachers uh, give ordination through refuge, then they don't even give precepts, but sometimes just the four, right? No killing, stealing, lying, sexual misconduct. And they say, well, we can't stop you from drinking, so we won't give you the precept. But I thought, that's that's not the best. Um, <clears throat> I think the quality of the Sangha here is because we make that commitment. We, people have relapses, slip-ups, but uh, uh, and there's no Dharma police, but uh, I want that to be an aspiration for everyone. It's doable. And uh, because of that commitment to the precepts, uh, we can have an ethical group, right? <clears throat> And it is because of the commitment to the precepts and people's strong yogic practice here that, um, well, frankly, that I'm here. Otherwise, I would leave. Uh, and it's also why, you know, Jada uh, and Kansar all these incredible teachers are coming and Tipton children will come. So there's a direct cause and effect relationship between really doing the practice and the teacher is coming, right? That makes sense, right? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> when we're following the precepts, it's part of our ethical training, and uh, that's the the correct way to do the dharma. Is it starts with ethics, the training, higher training in ethics, uh, adishila, it's called, and then then training in meditation, uh, and then training in wisdom. But it starts with ethics, not wanting to harm ourselves or harm others, right? People wonder why they don't gain realizations uh, or insights or even experiences is because they're starting out with a motivation that isn't ethical. So I'm really happy that uh, Connor uh, has made some time available uh, to... uh, help me put together, us put together a full uh, uh, ethical basis for the um, Asanga here. So not just listing five precepts, but how do we deal with ethical breaches and conflicts and reconciliation and grievance and doing the whole thing? How do we do mediation like that? It's quite detailed, right? So it's fantastic. Uh, I love this stuff. So. Um, because it creates a whole atmosphere of compassion and safety in the Sangha. 
has to be safe. We're, we're not going to be a sangha that uh, puts the ethical <laughs> you know, things after people have screwed up, right? <laughs> That's, you know, like, we're not going to be the sangha that says, okay, we'll put uh, ethics and grievance procedures and sexual misconduct things up after, unfortunately, teachers have made a mistake, right? Not mistake, you know, made perpetrator, you know, and say, well, okay, now we'll put it up. No, we're, we're putting it up now. But you're not going to get it from this teacher or from the teachers that we bring, you know. But still, we, we need to show people, like, we're really serious about providing safe environment, transparent environment, right? You know, um, you know, and having the procedures, not just saying we don't do this, but what happens, you know, how do we work through and have restorative justice and have reconciliation and maybe even forgiveness, right? That's a big deal. <clears throat> I think it's doable, so, so I'm really excited about that. And that goes along with uh, maintaining some kind of awareness and sobriety, right? Just makes the whole thing go better. So I'm really, you know, proud that we're that we're moving in direction, taking take care of health seriously, making safe, ethical place, and. Uh, than procedures to work out um, uh, conflicts. Because conflicts um, usually take place between two, in sanghas like this, between two people that are trying both to do the right thing. <laughs> so I think the bowl, water bowl should go this way. Or Lamala said it should be like this. No, Lamala said it should be like that, you know. One of these days I want to, like, a recording surreptitiously, you know, so when people are kind of going, Lamala told me to do this way, and Lamala told me to do it that way, and we'll just kind of, we'll catch it on video. <laughs> I probably did tell people different things. Okay? So just so you know. <laughs> but Dharma is meant sometimes to be different teachings at different times, right? Because if you're swerving to the left, I'm going to say go right. If you're swerving to the right, I'm going to say go left. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you, you both could be right, and but how to work that out. Because usually samsara is like every, someone's right, so someone's got to be wrong. But we, we should be thinking, well, okay, we're both right, but we have some different ways of doing things, so how, how are we going to do it? <laughs> so the teachers that have come most recently, Kang Sarimshe and uh, Geshe Sewang, uh, they're very, very interested in how uh, we uh, work from this uh, ethical basis of trying to have a safe and uh, transparent sangha. Where they're very interested in how um, we're uh, resolving you know, any disagreements or disputes. They're very interested in how we want to bring this out into the community, right? Very interested in how we're trying to create harmonious, inclusive atmosphere, right? Isn't that so? Do you think, Kel? They're, they're, not, they're not thinking, like, uh, they're not thinking, Islamic Jinpa giving the correct teachings, or Islamic Jinpa have really... They're not thinking that. They already know that, right? They're not coming because I'm a, you know, a nobody. They, they already know that. That's been established, right? So I'm giving correct teachings. They're giving correct teachings. But what's really interesting 
uh, is we're we're moving towards you know creating uh, ways for people to process differences or disagreements that don't turn into you know uh, fights or don't create real disharmony. That we're moving out into the community, right? That we're you know volunteering at uh, loaves and fishes and making sandwiches. They're very interested in that. They're very interested in a little Buddhist program, and they're very interested in what I'm going to talk about in a minute. The, uh, healing and peace mural. <clears throat> when uh, teachers get together, like when I get together with Kansa Rimshe uh, or Kung, you know Kenshin Rimshe, anybody, we're not sitting around talking. Well, what do you think emptiness is? What do you think the nature mind is? <laughs> you know, like no, we're always talking about how to create harmonious communities. That's it. You know, we're always talking about how how our differences being resolved. How, how are you working with this situation within you know, a Sangha community, but also within the greater community? But that's always it, right? How to you know, bring it forth like that. <clears throat> so creating uh, this kind of uh, sane, sober environment uh, you know, helps all that uh, blossom. So we feel good about our bodies. We're not... Uh, adding delusion on top of delusion. <coughs> also no. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping we have another refuge class coming up, uh, maybe this fall. And um, some people said, well, uh, I don't know if I can stop using my blah blah, but um, you can. You can stop your intoxication. It's actually possible. But I just want to emphasize, you stop first, and then you find out why later. <laughs> this, um, uh, this September, Annette gave me um, a flyer, International Buddhist Recoveries Summit is in Washington State. Who knows where... Lacey Washington is Western Washington Lacey, okay somewhere, okay at the Ginwood Retreat Center so they're talking about recovery and creating safer spaces uh, for people too so we'll, we'll post this, right okay I'm going to take a few questions now before I talk about the uh, four-year Buddha Dharma program so I don't overload people. Am I making sense today? Okay. We can have a lot short question or discussion. Okay, you need the microphone. That's good. Thank you, Lama. <coughs> yeah. Um, have you seen it <clears throat> occur where, um, so we're, we're working on ethics, we're working on meditation, we're working on wisdom, <clears throat> that it cycles back around again in a different yeah, um, sure. level? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It seems like sometimes I, I'm going for perfection on each one of those things, Thanks. and then I'm kind of stymieing myself instead of 
um, doing the best that I can, and then on each level, and then kind of my awareness becomes greater, like the subtle awareness. Of yeah, the, yeah, it, yeah, it's spherical. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, that's a good point. You know, it's like there's, we actually have to practice everything at once. You know, but we, we're we're making sure we're we're starting kind of with with the right motivation, the right ethics, right? Um, which is totally different than probably how I started. You know, I I just started like wanting to get high. <laughs> so uh, doing doing TM and listening to like Cheech and Chong or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah, but then, you know, then we start maturing a little bit, right? <laughs> but yeah, circles around. Thank you, Lama. Mine is just a corollary to Noel's question. Is there uh, actually ultimately a difference between ethics meditation and emptiness? Ethics meditation and emptiness. So uh, that's a good question. Uh, 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 That's why we have to have a four-year program. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, uh, there are these incredible people that some are teachers, some aren't, perhaps, but you know, whose uh, uh, awareness and and action and conduct uh, and skillful means uh, all are of one piece. So. Uh, you really feel it, you know. It's not you don't feel like they're kind of all uh, boxed up, you know. So um, yes, so hopefully um, that's the direction uh, we're going. <clears throat> so uh, that's uh, you know takes some practice, but um, a very important piece of of conduct, which I'll get to in a second, but, you know, blending all those together, uh, like Dirk's question is, um, are, you know, the question I would ask, kind of like Quaker meeting style, is, are you willing to have a totally transparent life? Okay, are you willing just to be totally transparent? Um, uh, so, you know, you don't have like, well, that behavior is okay over here, but they don't know what I'm doing at home, or that that's okay at home, but I, you know, it's like usually people are just kind of siloed into different realities and different ethics, and and that's how many teachers that we know about recently have gotten in trouble, right? You know, because they're siloed, not just bad motivation and and kind of perpy mentality, but things are very siloed. It's weird. So uh, we have to ask ourselves uh, if we're going to be real Zogchenpas, you know, uh, uh, are we willing to be like totally um, transparent? So on the retreat, we're, we're 
uh, talking about Mahamudra, which means great gesture, great seal, uh, everything's sealed by one taste. And then one translation for Dzogchen is great completeness. So are you willing to be completely transparent? Well, it's, it's a tough practice, right? So when we think about emptiness, we start thinking about um, emptiness must be something that we see or something that we you know, figure out, but are you willing to be totally empty, transparent, right? Yes. Hi, Lamala. Um, so I've been struggling a bit with um, recognizing that a lot of the times that I was using was for major social anxiety <coughs> and wanting to connect with others. Um, and so I was wondering kind of what the difference is between like getting high and then also maybe using something to help with anxiety, like using maybe just CBD instead of like THC marijuana, uh, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Well, we need to take, you know, we need medicines, so it's okay to meditate and medicate, you know, like that. But, um, you know, one's a real trying to heal and another one's trying to avoid you know, so that 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 is tricky. That's why we need, you know, therapist, lama, sponsor, or somebody, you know, to mentor us. Say, well, you know, why don't you check? You know, are are you doing that to uh, really escape, avoid, or you know, overlay or something? Or is it? Are you really doing something to heal? You know, so we have to, you know, really look at that. That that's the thing, like that. Um, there, there, there are some there are some things that uh, you know. Dhar- Dharma is very practical, so uh, there's there's some things that probably are never really a good idea. <laughs> like, you know, like probably meth is never a good idea. Okay, you know, there there are other ways to be alert, right? Um, but you know, like. Dharma is very practical and not puritanical or weird, you know, like, let's say, okay, so you're, you know, I don't know, you're out in the woods and, or out hiking, you know, like the guy that went out and fell in the ravine and then had to saw his arm off or something, and let's say someone was, the pain was getting in the way, or let's say you knew, like, it would help that person to saw off their arm you know, if they took a shot of your whiskey or something, would that be breaking the precept? It wouldn't because you're healing, right? You know, like that. You're going, okay, you really need to do that. You know, so we don't want to say, well, it's better to die than to, no, we're not, you know. So we're, we got to be really realistic. Um, but it can be really subtle, you know, like we think, well, you know, I just need to get, th- I, I n- must get through the day, so I have to do my heroin well, maybe there's actually other ways to get through the day because you're not really, you know, see like that? Mm-hmm. So it, it has to be really, um, you know, looked at. There are probably some things that are just bad ideas. Like, very skill. there's a lot of skillful means, you know, that teachers have used over the years, um, you know, and just word and action and so forth. You know, some, some being kind of outrageous, or some, you know, I wouldn't do, but uh, 
you know, like probably child, not probably, child is never a good idea, right? Is that ever a good idea? No, it's never a good idea. You can't say, well, I was skillful, right? So there are some things that are really always like bad ideas. But then, then there's a whole range of things that are really not good ideas. And then, you know, so we have to examine like that. Yeah, so it might be like, um, uh, like when, when, when I was in the emergency room years ago, uh, for um, kidney stones, um, which are really painful, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, you know, they asked, "Well, do you want some morphine?" Well, I said, "Yes, okay." You know, it was just like horrible. I didn't actually. It didn't even. It didn't even make any effect because they don't give you very much. Has anybody been in the hospital? They, you know, didn't really make that much. You know, <clears throat> I was wearing my robes, and and actually one of the nurses says, "Well, <laughs> this is always great." They go, "Well, don't you guys have a mantra for that?" <laughs> I said, well, I'm doing the effing mantra, okay? <laughs> that I could still, you know, use a little bit. That would help me relax. So, you know. So, was, you know, was I breaking a precept or, you know, trying to be, you know, skillful like that? These are important questions. There's someone's over here. Hmm. Uh, I just want to say, uh, always thank you for your wisdom. I enjoy coming um, when I can make it. Um, so uh, I subscribe to the magazine uh, Buddha Dharma, the practitioner's journal. Um, and I've been noticing over the last few um, editions that there's been some more conversations popping up about the uh, psychedelics within Dharma practice. So I was wondering what your opinions on that. Well, from a personal side, uh, I don't know, would you count weed as a psychedelic? Not really, right? Yeah. No, no. no. Some people would. I don't know if you take enough, but. Uh, back in the day, a little bit, yeah. I was an old stoner, but uh, I, um, I was always too scared. I don't know what. You know, I'm just naturally very visionary. So, like, when people would say, yeah, you know, I did this, and I had this, and I go, well, I'm having that anyways. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting, even though I kind of grew up with those folks, you know, I, I, I was always kind of like, I never, I've never done LSD or shrooms or anything, because I'm just kind of like, I'm always on the edge anyway. Um, uh, you know... And I don't like to vomit, so like people say, "Well, why don't you do some uh, ayahuasca?" And I'm going, "I don't know. I don't want to vomit in a bucket, so I'm not going to do it." But I don't need to. Um, the the thing is, this is, uh, this is a long question, but there's a difference. Now, this is important, so Patty will write it down. But there's there's experiences. We call it in, in meditation, there's experiences, insights, and realizations, okay? So experiences are um, almost anything that happens when you're meditating otherwise, you know? Sometimes it just comes under a term, 
like nyam, you know. So, because um, people are going, well, I'm meditating, and this is happening, and that's happening. And you really have to be with a qualified teacher to say, you know, is this uh, a sideline, or is this something that's like, you know, in the bandwidth I'm working with? Because experiences by themselves uh, don't necessarily come with, you know, um, you know, they don't come necessarily with an insight. Okay, so to have a, uh, what you need to do is you first create the structure, the bird cage, and then you get the bird. But in America, a lot of times people get the bird and then try to find the bird cage. In other words, just give me an experience of something, and then I'll try to find the insight. Insights in our tradition means that you're you're realizing that you're you're, you're insight into a, a truth. You know, so people can say, "Well, I had a vision of of Tara, and Tara looked like this, or Shakyamuni, or Mandala's in the air, or something." And I go, "Well, what did it feel like?" We talk about that, but then I say, "Well, what's the insight?" And they go, "I don't know." So, you, so an insight's going to be a truth, like um, things are impermanent. That's a, a truth, right? Or I need to stop drinking. That's the truth. But experiences by themselves have to be, you know, brought into some kind of truth structure, an insight, seeing into a truth. And then insights, as we know, have to be repeated, right? Over and over again, because usually you don't get it in one blinding flash and then, like, it's, you know, hot knife through warm butter after that continually have to be uh, over and over as insights, and then they have to be integrated in our lives to become realizations. Realizations mean that it's integrated in your life so you can produce that truth on demand in a freaking stressful situation, not when you're just on the cushion, but on demand in a very difficult situation, you can produce a truth, right? That's a, and you can share it with others. So that's a realization. So uh, I'd have to sit down with people and say, well, as a result of doing uh, this, you know, uh, have, you gained, have you gained an insight? And then has that become a realization, you know, like that? So, um, but uh, honestly, I haven't uh, met many people who... Uh, have moved from having a drug experience to to insight that much and then to realization that much. <laughs> Most of the insights have been, I don't really need to do this anymore. That's an insight. Because uh, I can do, I can have greater experiences, greater insights and greater realizations without adding something extra to the mind. I think I should come around and we should talk more then. <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's very high-level teaching, because we'll go over this in retreat, like, uh, you know, you know, Mahamudra, Dzogchen, you know, like not adding anything, right? We're always adding something. We're always thinking, well, yeah, but it has to also be this. So recognizing nature mind is so utterly simple, it's difficult, because we always want to add something to it. We always think, well, if I just add a little flavoring, maybe it'll be just a little bit better. 
or I'll get it, it'll be easier, or what's the quick path, or you know, something like that. Um, but in our tradition, Vajrayana tradition, you know, we don't automatically say, uh, say no to that, right? So my teacher, you know, I had to ask these questions all the time. So he said, well, uh, this is standard, so the standard what teachers say, what he said to me. So you can smoke. I go, great. If when you smoke in, the smoke can leave from your fingers. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a challenge. Uh, and you can drink if, like Birupa, you can drink and you can put your hand up and stop the sun from moving. Okay? Just like that. Um, and you can kill if you can, you know, eat the whole bird and it's just lying there in feathers and snap it and it comes to life again. Like Shantideva or, you know. So, uh, I haven't done that yet. So, I'm still <laughs> like, okay, I'm not killing, trying to kill, I'm not drinking, you know. Like that. So in our tradition, we say, you know, maybe, maybe that would be possible, right, to do that, because there are some incredible beings out there that can do that. But uh, generally, uh, I haven't met anybody to do that yet. Maybe I have, but I'm not going to talk about it right now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're interesting. Well, that yeah. brings the whole thing right back to ethics. Yeah, yeah, so... We, we should always be asking, is this really beneficial? I mean, how's, you know, we should always be asking, is this helping, you know? Because even the Buddha said, you know, I know a lot of stuff, and I can, even in the Pali Suttas, the Buddha could, like, rise up and float, and, you know, but how's that helping? So, you know, the, we say the Buddha had a poem, the Buddhas don't wash away sins uh, with water. The Buddhas don't, uh, you know, heal just by laying out of hands. Uh, the Buddhas can't transfer realizations. The Buddhas just teach, right? That's teaching. That's it. So, uh, but it's very powerful. So we're, we're going to take a break, but I'm going to talk about the, uh, briefly, or just real quick. Uh, so, uh, I promised Jada Rinpoche, and, and now I've asked for input and advice from Kanchen Rimshe, Kanser Rimshe, and uh, Geshe Sawang, you know, about program, the intensive study program. And uh, that's very heroic. It's heroic to promise to do it, but it's also heroic to ask a Lama for advice. <laughs> or, you know, an incredible teacher like Geshe Sawang. Why is it heroic? You have to do it. You can't just say, hey, well, you know, Rimshay, what, what do you think about the program? What, what do you think we should do? And, you know, and then he goes, well, you need a debate section. And then, so then I can't go, well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's got to be. So, first year, yeah, reading, reading the, the basic text, which is like view, okay, we, the study program is a little different than starting out with ethics because we've already done that, taking refuge or whatever. But so reading the uh, philosophic texts for view, and then second year 
the meditation manuals. So this is like nobody is actually really, really doing it the way we're doing it, just so you know. So, you know, we'll, we'll read some of the, you know, three-year meditation texts or intensive meditation texts from the different traditions. Some people here maybe have already read uh, Dagbo Teshi Namgyal's, you know, Clarifying the Natural State, right? Incredible, you know. Or Dujim Rimshes who will read the Sun Retreat, right? So then third year, um, uh, we have to go over conduct, uh, you know, go over Vinaya, which is the discipline, like, you know, the, uh, that ethics, ethics side, and learn how to, uh, uh, you know, what the precepts and the paramitas are. So we have, bodhisattva, we have something I wrote called Bodhisattva Vinaya, right? So, how how to run an organization too? That's not easy. And it's one thing to go. Well, I'm just going to be a nice little person and grow my garden and not bother anybody. But that's not the program. Like, how do you how do you be part of an organization and get along with people? Right? That's more difficult. So, uh, we're that's going to be like third year. So we'll be talking about that. And then secondly, we'll be, thirdly, we'll be going over and reading biographies. So how, how sh- you know, 30 years kind of like, how would you lead your life? What have other teachers and people have done, right? There are a lot of good biographies. Then fourth year is conduct. So like Dirk was saying, how does it, how does it all come together? So we'll be talking about uh, how to do debate and conflict resolution and uh, forgiveness and be a peacemaker. So that's fourth year debate. Debate's really hard to do. It's hard to disagree with someone and respect them at the same time and really be interested in the truth, right? And also fourth year, uh, then we we need to look at. Uh, we'll be reading some texts from the different traditions, so you know we can say, well, this this <laughs> it, that's hard to do. It's hard to you know we say rime in a non judgmental way, but what's, what's the really difference? What, you know, if you say, uh, what's the difference in this style of doing Mahamudra, and what's the difference in that style? What's, you know, we get down into really noticing, so you have to be quite sophisticated to, to look at things from a little bit different viewpoints. You know, same way therapists have the same problem, like, well, why are you doing EFT instead of DBT? Why, what, why you know, should you be doing you know, EMDR, or should you be doing cognitive behavioral therapy? You know, well, did I, you know, you're always talking about that, and, you know, what's, what's the correct, you know, what's the benefits of doing this treatment or that treatment? You know, should you, how long should someone be in rehab? Should they go to St. Helena for a month, or should they go to, like, River City? Should they just go to, you know, it's like, those kind of things, that's difficult. Yeah. So that that's, like, four years, and it'll, it's, I'll, give talks like Sundays on that and some Mondays, but also it's going to be like tutorial. So people have to come see me and it will be rigorous. I don't think it's that hard, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it'll be rigorous and you have to do some reading and meditating and then have your beliefs challenged and then you can have to get along with others. But uh, some people have already finished the uh, foundations course, did two years, right? 
I'm very proud of the song. We, for the number of members we have, the number of people that have finished or are finishing the or doing it now is incredible. The percentage is incredible, right? And then, uh, you know, the number of chaplains we have is incredible. So, but that's that's for for. Is that okay, people? For, sorry. Uh, Lindsay is not here. Uh, but I wanted to mention that we're going to start doing a mural in the back outside, uh, along the alley. We have a whole back of the building. So it's going to be a community mandala mural for peace and healing. So uh, that, that I'll talk about some more. Uh, and I'm going to stay till around uh, 3 o'clock today. We should take a short break, and then we'll come back for a short meditation. Okay, stretch. You get five minutes. If you ask any more teachers, it's going to be a five-year program. Yeah, I'm not going to ask anymore. <laughs> I'm done. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah, because because Councilor Ramshi said, "Oh, you know, I'm doing a six-year program." <laughs> huh? Well, I said we're going to stop at four. People get four years college. They kind of get that, you know. Well, then there's huh? Sure. Will there be cliff notes for people that aren't going to have four years, maybe? Yeah, cliff notes. <laughs> you know, I would like to keep that uh, little prayer book because I've got some numbers in there. Yeah, you can't. I'm just being dramatic. But we we, sh- we should change it so you're, you you know cross out and put human on it. Yeah, I grab. I have the. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to get used to it. I kept saying. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Melissa is yeah. Can meet you afterwards? Melissa. Can Melissa meet me afterwards? Yeah. yeah. Which one's Melissa? Yes, she yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's the deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for your talk. My name is Ryan. Um, my first time here. Ah, so good. I've been practicing other conditions probably almost eight years now. Oh, good. But um, I've been really gravitating towards this tradition lately. What, what tradition have you been practicing in? Whoops, um, i turn this off. Isn't that a wonderful gong? Mm-hmm. It's not traditional. <laughs> <laughs> it's Japanese. There's no, no gongs and... Uh, Tibetan monasteries, yeah. There's uh, like uh, Doug does the this this the the side gong, you know. But there's no bowl gongs. But here we go. We get to do it. Because <laughs> um, they sell when you say Tibetan oh, singing bowls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 you know, some of the Amchi use them for um, healing, right? And, you know, so yeah, we can, we can do that. Yeah, but you don't see them in the monastery. Yes, Mike? What do they use? They just start, the Umze would just start chanting. Or, you know, uh, you'd, you, and you're alone, you'd use a stick of incense or something. Yeah, you know, like that. So, just, and, uh, Generally, people don't uh, 
in Vajrayana monasteries, uh, when when people get together, it's it's for debate and discussion and, and ceremony. There's there's not it's not the long sitting time that you find in um, uh, America. So people that we do a lot of long sitting. So I assume everybody already did their two hours this morning. But um, yeah, people, you'd either be in your own room or you'd be outside or in a retreat hut or something like that. So it's really intense. But when you get together, the idea is like we. We do a ceremony and, and do together kinds of things like that. So you, they wouldn't use it. But they, they do use the big summon gong, you know? Big Mickey Mouse gong, you know, kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, we do believe in the power of prayer here. Uh, like, so we do medicine Buddha practice for people. So uh, Roberta's asked us to do some uh, practice for Pat Johnson. Uh, Wife of Clark Johnson, so uh, we'll we'll get that going. Be good. Uh, when you say prayer works, it means the beneficial energy we send someone aids in their healing process. It doesn't mean that it changes their karma. They have to do that from their side, do the healing from their side, right? But we know that good intentions work. So because we know that bad intentions work, right? So if someone's going, a bunch of us are hating on you, um, then we feel that, right? <laughs> so, so we know that if a bunch of people are sending us love and compassion or we walk into a room where we're greeted warmly, it feels a lot different than greeted you know, neutral or badly, right? So we know it works. So, mm. <laughs> Like that. Okay, so we're uh, actually... Uh, we're going to have a like book club, so uh, uh, Harriet and everybody's going to, and I'll join in later, going to meet in the, uh, the back of the community room. And uh, book club's really kind of the creative side of things, our narrative. Um, it's a quick example, like teachers are talking sometimes doctrine, of course, usually how to resolve differences, but then then we start talking about creative things. So when Geshe Sewang was here, I said, you know, I'm starting up my wear kindness clothing business. And, you know, so he got really interested. <laughs> He's an interesting teacher. He goes, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Where are you going to put the slogans and how you design? You know, so uh, many teachers uh, are very creative, you know, artists like, uh, of course, Trung Perimche and, and Chadgurimche, uh, you know, very creative, making uh, artist, and uh, so Lama Sankapa designed the monastic robes that you see now. So, uh, after we've done all the solving, realizing nature mind, solving difficulties, healing, then uh, we like to either talk about food or fashion or something like that. <laughs> Design things, right? It's true. You think I'm making it up? No, it's true. So teachers like Geshe Damchala. Uh, who's a wonderful teacher, uh, or my co-teacher here in Mongolia. So he likes talking about, like, you know, he's very design-oriented, right? Do you know that, right? So he likes talking about, like, we should do this, and it should look like this, and paint this, and we should make this artist thing. So we support artists here, don't we? This has been a Lion's Roar Dharma Center recording. For more information, visit lionsroardharmacenter.org.